This episode is brought to you by Test Instrument Solutions, or TIS as we know them. Now, they do multifunction testers, EV test adapters, they do all kinds of stuff from thermal imaging cameras, right the way through to continuity testers. Go over and check out their website at testinstrumentsolutions.co.uk. They are up and coming, and actually, they do some of the best kit on the market today. So go and check them out, testinstrumentsolutions.co.uk. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Monday Club. I am getting the pleasure of doing the introduction for this episode, and I've never been able to do one before, and this is the reason why, because I'm terrible at it. But how is everybody this evening? How are you all getting on? Yeah, man. All good. Well, I'm feeling good. Um, what is what is these blinds in your man cave? Did you let your wife do these blinds? Yeah, they've they've been annoying me since the day they went up. To be honest, but I've written you know, them down immediately. Nah, they yeah. a bit of colour to the room. It's nice. <laughs> no, it's um, it's not okay in a man cave. You've already said this before, Sam. You said it looks like a northern shed that was built in the eighties and was designed by someone with no taste. So, yeah, no, my wife's trimmed with that because she picked everything that's in here. So, nice one. Oh, no. Kimmy, what have you got around your neck? You look like a Girl Scout. Oh, mate, it's um, apparently it's like a face mask thing, but you can also wear it as a headband to keep like, your ears warm. Sam, you need one of them to cover your hair up. I know. Have you seen it? My <laughs> lockdown hair. I've freshly shampooed and conditioned my hair. Now, people, listen, here's a question. As a man, do you put conditioner in your hair? Well, Mark can't answer this question. I used to. Used I used to, so. So. Yeah, because he washes his face and his head at the same time. <laughs> do you remember that joke? <laughs> yes. Um, um, yeah, no. I used to use conditioner years ago, but I just, there's no point. I just wear a hat all the time, so. Yeah, I, I always put conditioner. Apparently, you're not meant to as a man. Why wouldn't you? So would you guys use, like, fairy liquid to just wash everything? No, no, you use like shower gel and then shower gel for your hair. You, you can't to be fair, it. I've used links, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, and this is Monday, right? We're off to a cracking start, right? <laughs> Sam, how's your week been? My week's been, um, well, we had a rough week last week. We missed Monday Club, first time ever, um, due to bad. scheduling difficulties. Not just your bad, my bad too. Mark's bad three, Kimmy's bad four. Um, no, it it just it it just we couldn't get we could the stars didn't align last last week for us to do a Monday club so that was a downer um, and then I've just been I've been so busy like because I was working at that Amazon job um, was yeah 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 it was so I was there two weeks um, and it was such a long day it was at, just at the house about thirteen hours a day I wasn't getting in till late. So I didn't. I haven't had time to do podcasts or anything. So everything I've let everything slip for last week or so, and then towards the end of the week, I get the call that I've been waiting for. There's a. Um, Are we doing it already? Oh, sorry. Call I've been waiting for uh, for a Pfizer's job round the corner because um, I live near the Pfizer's head office, and uh, yeah, so I've got on that job. So life is getting back to normal now. Um, yeah, I don't like working long days. I'm not good at it. You mean working? Working, basically, yeah. 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 I need you've to... had a taste of hard work and you've given it up already. That's the short story, isn't it? Well, listen, I started at this this Pfizer's job today. Mate, it wasn't easy. Like, I'm not, they're not giving it away. But, you know, I'm, at least I'm not there as long. And I was in my house by like 14 minutes past four. So you can't moan at that. Oh, than me. What is? Are you saying Pfizer's? Yeah, you know who make the vaccine. Okay, so no, but okay, so what are you doing? What are you doing there? Like electric vaccines, like vaccines, obviously. No, I'm doing electrical work, Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing, doing electrical work. Oh my god! Imagine they're making people like you making the vaccines. Yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> No, I'm not making vaccines. Sam's there with a big stick. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, just yeah, a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have some for myself here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've already been vaccinated. Oh. I've had the Pfizer vaccine. I feel like I'm entitled to work there as well. 
because I'm one of you guys. I've had the vaccine. <laughs> I got my card. Oh, uh, now yes. I feel bad that I didn't know what this was. I had no idea either, so don't worry. Oh, okay. what, you don't, what, do you not? Do you not live under a rock? Have you not been lo- want, like learning I, I about the vaccine? We're long young, time, so you know I mean, we don't need any vaccine anytime soon. What are you, Nick? How long, Kimmy? How old are you? Me, I'm going to be 25 on your birthday next month. Oh my god, I thought you were older than me. I'm just, you, like? I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Go on, how old am I? About 24, 23? <laughs> Listen. No, I'm 20, I'm about to be 29. Yeah, he's, oh, getting, he's getting way too old. Listen, 29 is when it gets creepy wearing a Batman hat. That's all I'm saying, bro. <laughs> a Batman hat and one glove like Michael Jackson. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a glove. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna bad. be um, I'm gonna be 25 next month, halfway to 50. So that's gonna be quite next dramatic. month. Wait, we share the same birthday. Me, me, we got Kimmy, the same birthday. Shit. Can you imagine? April to what? 20th. 20th. Uh, you are um, Tauruses. Oh, 50 so? 50. But we're on the edge, aren't we? It's last day or beginning day. Literally, Aries and Ram. Thank you. April the seventh. But oh. I'm an Aries, but I drink from a Taurus cup. Come on. But anyways, Monday the... Club, Monday Club, keep electrical. Yeah, but what's better than Aries? None. That's the best no. class. That's... No. No, you don't. Right. Come on. Um, anyway. Star signs. Oh. I know. It's one of them ones. Listen, I'm really tired. Okay. I've done work today. It's been a while. Marco, I... what have you been up to this week? We've had loads going on. No, I was going to say we've got had a lot going on. I uh, going back a couple of weeks because we missed last week, but we had the um, episode with NET come out on the Apprentice One to One podcast. That was pretty awesome. That they they came in on a chat with me. Um, yeah, generally with the day job, it is just the ICRs. So I can't really talk about that. It's so boring. I'm literally going to die a death of ICRs. I think before April the first, I've about had yeah. enough of them. Uh, how, many, yeah, question, be, question, how many how many have you got booked in after April the 1st, like me? At the minute, quite a lot still. I thought it would like just stop, but it isn't. Are you fine? Do you remember? I said a couple of Monday close to go, I said people will go, oh, miss the deadline, and then the estate agents have all gone to me. We've had a chat with someone that says it's okay if we go past as long as it's booked in before the year first. And already, in respect to my half, I have the entire of April already fully booked because of the ICRs already. And yeah. I thought March was going to be like the, the, the crap month that we go, right, let's just slog through it, get it done, come middle of April, we'll come on the other side and start doing electrics again. Nope. Yeah, just the same. And we've had to pile on to doing all the remedials because obviously when you're going through them, a lot of them aren't passing. Yeah. So there's all of that to get sorted out as well within the two-week window they get given. So, you know, it's it's a bit of a tight squeeze. And I think most electrical contractors are all in the same position. It's bloody pain in the backside. But it ain't going anywhere, so we just got to get on with it, I guess. Yeah, well, I, money. Know, yeah. I don't know what you lot are moaning about. You lot are getting paid buku money for this. Yeah. Well, I had my um, local wholesaler up in Stafford ring me up the day and goes, Nick, is, is everything all right? I said, yeah, why? He says, I know you get free stuff because of YouTube, but do you still want to use us, don't you? I was like, yeah, why? He says, you've not been here for ages. I said, I wasn't have done his ICRs, mate. I said, if I needed to buy a new Teslas because they're going to burn out soon, I'll come get them from you. I said, but other than that, I've not, it's just remedial well, stuff. That's actually not so. true because you could just ring up Steve, Steve Hayes at TIS, testinstrumentsolutions.co.uk or that's .com correct. or whatever, and um, he will sort you out because he sponsors... Monday Club. Yes, he does. He texted me the other day, actually. Well, Sorry. of course he did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy, what have you been doing this week, please? This week? Well, uh, last oh, week, bruv. Oh, no, sorry. I'm like, what day is it? Oh, you know me. I, I never know what day it is. Oh, uh, the most important thing that I did was go to Northampton. Was it Northampton? Yeah, Northampton. And um, I worked with... Um, little youtube spark dr electric and and his apprentice adam that was awesome hold what can we just address this behind kimmy's head please what is that (laughs) what is that bit of mt1 trunking up the wall and round the corner with an m2 with a m2 i didn't do this oh my days please tell me you did that (laughs) 
this is a rented property and um this basically i put some of the trunk in myself because this had no trunk in it was literally just a piece of cable just hanging off so i put a little bit of trunk in just to just to keep it up but Jimmy, we're gonna have to have a conversation about your trunking skills bro there we go there <laughs> yeah we go. yeah i've just blown up your spot because that's some of the oh. worst trunking i've ever seen sorry it's, it's honestly i couldn't do better than that it was that's the best i could do you there was no cable Stop talking to i'm gonna have to edit this out if you carry on talking just say yes <laughs> sam yes sam yes right. sam okay we'll move on swiftly before you get roasted <laughs> Um, <laughs> Nick's dying. Nick's That's hurt di- me. What? That's hurt me. <laughs> right. Anyway, moving on. Swift. Wait. Hold on. So you went to Northampton for what? Just, just because I can. So I went to work with them guys for a day to just see how other people do things. And what guys? Um, Did they show you how to do trunk um, MT two properly? No, how but they use... told me how to do spotlights and. I've had a big phobia of, of measuring spotlights and they show me amazing little tips and tricks. And, um, what do you know what it is? I normally, cause I've had a very easy life where all the spotlight jobs I've ever done, the builder will cut them for me. And I just come in, put the cables in, put the spotlights in and everything. And they normally would just cut the, cut the holes and measure it for me because I get very paranoid with them not being, evenly distributed when they can be when it's like a bent hallway and stuff and yeah i've just had a phobia of spotlights and i've rejected so many spotlight jobs so then i took the opportunity to go and learn how to do spotlights (laughs) wait what hold on a minute listen i'm gonna be i'm gonna be real nice about this it's your job to cut, like, to know how to cut out the like i know how to cut them but i just don't like to Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because they, it's. Yeah, because you, you, you mess like... it up and that's that's it's game over, and then it's putting your hand in your pocket. I get that. I've been there, but if you yeah, don't practice like, enough, obviously, even this whole thing with um knowing where the studs are. As soon as I hit one, I just feel like, oh my god, this is it. I'm gonna go home like and just hide forever because I just hit a joist and. And yeah, yeah I but don't know. usually, usually you're not drilling into a finished ceiling, drilling out your holes into a finished ceiling. No, no, a lot of the time you are. Yeah. Well, wait, you no, are. you're not. Uh, no, you're yeah, not. You like, are. These are properties no, that they've got pendants. Well, I never have. And they just want to upgrade them to spotlights. Oh, like that? Yes. Okay, I understand. Why wouldn't you use yeah, a stud yeah, yeah. finder? So these are... What's that? Stud finder. What, that little magnet thing or like some electronic thing? Yeah, like a magnet thing. thing. Yeah, and you just put my stud buddy or whatever it's called. Yeah, that stud buddy thing. I purchased it like last week, and I tried it in my house, and it didn't work. So I completely agree. Jordan did a video on it, and I didn't watch the video because I I looked at it and thought, "Oh, this could be a pointless video." It's about stud finder. People raved about it, and it got like hundred and fifty thousand views. I thought "Mm, must be pretty good. So I bought two the other day off Amazon. People raving about it on Instagram. Oh my god, it's crap! It is crap. I would do it every room. It does the same as a fridge magnet. Yeah, every room in my house can't work. The only bit it caught was a bit of metal trunking that I put in for my light switch in my kitchen. That's the only bit it stuck to. So, unless every single roof in my in my house is, you know, three boards thick, I don't think it's very good. Well, I cannot comment on that. What I can comment on though is, um, listen, you house bashers, yeah, you don't know what's going on at the moment, do you? Nick, I've had a great week. Thanks for asking. Yeah, carry on, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go on, Nick. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. I don't even talk about it anymore. So it's fine. <laughs> That's made me so happy. That's really funny, Nick. You, you've actually stepped up your game this week. Go on, Brilliant. tell us about cool. your boring ass week. Oh, Dunny, I was about it. Yeah, yeah, I see. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, did my lizard. unit and burnt some wood. Didn't, not, not, no. I did, do, it was a really outside my comfort zone video today. I had to go out and film outside in front of people. So you, you know the, I'm not going in here. You know the uni like do the hard cases there for yeah. testers and lights and Yeah. So it sent me, so I've, I've got a few anyway that I bought for all the camera equipment because I purchased a camera slider the other day. So it's a module that, it's so you can do B-roll. You know what B-roll is, don't you, Sam? Yes, I do know what B-roll is. 
I'm just checking. B-roll, obviously. So if you're talking over this music, it's slow moving video, camera, whatever. So I bought that and it was quite expensive. So I've asked the bought the case and then I said, send me a little one and I'll just destroy it and I'll put it through its paces, see how it works. So I filmed it all today, but I had Aaron, my mate with me, one that was in a few videos, who's ex-bodybuilder who is enormous. Because I want I can't do much with this. So I got baseball back. Silly hand, first of all. Oh, I passed Adam a I was leaning over someone's bed the other day and I rubbled some full of rubbish. And as I passed it with one hand, my wrist just like gave way. And I've broken that many bones before and I know what it feels like. And as soon as I did it, I was like, you know, I got a pain down all the way to my elbow. And I was like, that's not, that's not right. And I left it for a couple of days. I was like, it's fine, it's fine. But then, you know, it's like you've got kids. You're constantly picking them up, yeah, chucking yeah. them, catching them. And it got worse and worse. And I thought, if I either go to A&E and they put a cast on it, which I don't want to do. No, I'll just stick. I'll just stick a, a metal rod in it for a couple of days. See how we get on. It's, but it's just getting worse. So yeah. Anyway, so I destroyed these cases. Had a scissor lift, dropped it off eight meters high, dragged it with my van, drowned it in water, and then I let Aaron beat the crap out of it with a baseball bat, and actually broke the baseball bat at the end. So they are genuinely durable. Oh, mate, it was. We broke it at the very end. I said, Aaron, last one, hit it 10 times as hard as you can. And trust me, the guy's massive. And he went, yeah, right then. And as he hit it, the box did crack, broke the back clean in half, wooden baseball bat. And uh, But even still inside, like, I would trust anything in them. We we tested it 15 times more than it ever had to be. And it was awesome. Decent. So worth the money. Really worth it. It should be a good video. I've got to edit it all, but it's been an enjoyable day. But when I had to, we had a guy, as I was dragging it down the road on the industrial estate, there's a guy looking in front of me and he looks at me as I'm driving past and then he realizes the doors are open. He sees something dragging. He's like, whoa, 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 yes. <laughs> and as he got past, he saw Aaron in the back with the camera and he went, oh, whatever. I just kept it walking. So, yeah, it's been, it's, been, it's been good. It's an exciting week. It's just, uh, just busy as usual. Decent. Decent. Um, anyway, Sam, carry on. Thanks. For so me. I'll get back to actual electrical content instead of you boring the piss out of our, our listeners. Um, so it's funny. You house bashers, um, mainly house bashers, um, won't know what's going on. There's a big thing going on at the moment um, at Hinkley Point. Who knows where Hinkley Point is? Yeah, it's in Hinkley, isn't it? Huh? Uh, who knows what Hinkley Point is? It's a place it's a where the stuff... power station, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is, Mark. Fine, Nick. Yep. Shut up. Where there's stuff going on. Don't know. So Hinkley um, Point is. We spoke about this last time. Is that the same one when you said Ed something bought it? You've got to listen better. We've got Ed. problems, yeah. Um. So Hinkley Point C is a nuclear power station. Um, and it's one of the first, uh, one of the, the um, newest power stations built in the UK. And it was a project started by EDF. Uh, well, no, started um, by a company and EDF took it over. And Balfour's, um, NG Bailey's and a few other companies are struggling to get it over the line. So what they've decided to do is use... Um, labor that is trained very quickly in specific areas of electrical installation i.e containment and pulling cables in so what they what they plan to do is introduce a qualification called the eso the electrical skilled operative thing whatever electrical skilled operative qualification where you will go and do a seven week course and you'll come out with a competency in um installing um, containment and pulling cables in said containment so um, your job then yeah essentially well yes and no i, I wouldn't rank myself as a qualified straight... yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> nick how many gold cards do you have oh no zero. Oh, okay sweet um so yeah listen so there's a big there's a big old hoo ha about this. So you have got Unite on one side going, whoa, a load of people are going to get de-skilled and it's going to make a mockery of the electrical industry. It's a bit like um, if we was going to equate it to anything, it's a bit like um, your twelve week courses coming in and saying they're house bashers, your um, domestic installer route, if you like. 
um, and how annoying that would be to you guys. This is the same way, but there is a difference. And um, I know I banged on about this last week, but it is a massive thing and it will have ramifications across the industry should it go through. But I don't know if they're negative. Mark, do you think like because you've done both you've worked as um a domestic installer and you've worked as a metal muncher is what is what we're referred to in the industry i don't just do metal munching i do bms and generator installs and stuff like that but eating pre predominantly and eating yes i do that a lot um, <laughs> um you can't say things like that i'm quite a professional at it but mark what would you say the um the ramifications could be from this i don't think that they're going to be very good for electricians that's like you've just alluded to that that there could be quite a lot of job losses for actual electricians if employers can get away with paying people less money to do the same task then they're going to take that ticket aren't they certainly these bigger companies and i think if we start i know i know that you you can see it you can see it from both points of view but if we start letting that happen you know where does it stop i can see how it would spread into other areas of work, other other parts of the industry where there'll be specialist courses to come and do a certain aspect of um, of our trade, and I think we need to probably resist against it as best we can. I mean, I, I do I do see that point of view, um, and for yourself, Sam, if that's your job that you're doing every day, day in day out, and you're getting paid, I don't know whatever you're getting paid per day, and they can get away with paying half of that, you know, how do you feel about it? That should be more the question. So, if I turn up on site with my wealth of knowledge, which, let's be fair, isn't great. Like, I'm not the most technical guy. I'm not the most experienced guy. But I turn up and over the years I've honed my skills and I can turn my hand to pretty much anything. Not be great at anything, but I've I, I, I got a functioning knowledge of the industry um, where I need it to be. Um. And I'm on a job that requires me just to do containment for five years. So I'm doing metal munching for five years. How is that? How is that? Um, and like, let's be honest, right? How hard is it to learn metal munching? Do you think you, you can pick it up quite quick, but to, to master it, you, it's like anything you will have to practice and practice Mastering to get Mastering what master in what? Yeah, but it depends if you're getting prefab joints or you're getting, you know, all that sort of stuff. Most, brought and you're most, literally just clicking, click, clicking stuff together. 90% of these installations now will already be in the design spec, will be prefab bends, prefab corners. Everything should be yeah. prefabbed. I, I get it to a point, but equally, if everything's prefabbed, I wouldn't say you're taking a skilled job from an electrician. That's probably what electricians wouldn't like to do. It's not challenging not or hard. Well, this is from my point of view as a house bachelor. Yeah. But you're giving some people, I'm only looking from the other point, but you're giving some people that want to get into the electrical industry that can't quite get their foot into all the work experience so they can qualify through this route, do this for a couple of years, and then jump across, maybe. Again, it's just, it's, I, th I think it, the ESO could be exactly the same as a domestic installer route. It's a, it's a gateway into it. Now, what you have at the moment is you have an ECS white card. Anyone could go and get that. My postman comes, out of, comes up to me and goes, I want to go and work on a site next week. I go, right, go and apply for your ES ECS uh, t um, test. Go and get your test done, get your card, and then I'll take you to site with me. It's that simple, and you can work as an electrician's mate. And within a couple of weeks, you'll be doing pretty much what I'm doing. Not to my level, because that might take another couple of weeks. You know, like, days, it's not, days. you're not talking about years to be able to master containment to the level that these type of places want it slung in. They sling it in now. It's a big yeah. thing in operation. I think so if it was old because... school. Sorry, come on. I was going to say, if it's this old kind of off design as well, isn't it, Sam? So it's all been yeah. given to you on a drawing. You've just got to install it as shown. And, um, you know, the hardest part of the, the job is going to be, you know, making sure you get your supports in the right place, I guess. And you get a good good fixing into the fabric of the building. It, it's not technically, you're not taxing yourself, are you, I suppose? It's not like, so my argument is I'm an electrician. And if I want £30 an hour, 
um, and I go to a job, how do I justify that when my job can be done by someone who's only been doing it for a month? If you're like reading, reading the drawing, interpreting the drawing and how to measure it out is not something you need to go college for. No. Reading the drawing and then putting up the, the, the framework and then putting the containment on the framework is not something you need to go to college for um, for four years. The, the technical application of, of your knowledge and your understanding of um, how to design an installation is what you go to college for, you know? So where do you differentiate that, that skill set? I'm going to get murdered for this opinion. But I really struggle to understand why... Um... It's interesting. No, it is interesting because you're kind of saying, are we splitting out containment from the actual electrical trade? That's ultimately what we're asking, I think, isn't it? Is it part of mm-hmm. our trade skills anymore? Is it something that we want to be doing as electricians? And on but these then... bigger jobs, you're still going to have the designers who are electricians. You're still going to have site supervisors, I would hope. So you're just really talking about the labour who's attaching it to the, the fabric of the building, hanging it up, cutting it to length. Um, you know, is that something that you see as part of the electrical trade? What do you think? I, I do see containment as part of the electrical trade, and I do see a role for an electrician in that in that particular um, in that particular sector. What I don't see is I find it very difficult to justify having. 10 electricians doing containment like I, I i just don't i struggle to see how you can argue against that and one of the smart things that i think hinkley point c as 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 a, a building have done is they've used the back of the economic downturn to launch the eso if they'd done this before it wouldn't have got out the starting blocks but what they've done is right well we need an economic pickup so we need to get as many people into the trades as possible to push the economy. Um, and we need the companies in this economy to be um, making as much profit as possible, to be pushing back into the economy and bolstering it. And that's what I, that's what I see is an opportunist, opportunist um, takeover of our trade in a certain area. I do see that. But then I also find it very difficult to argue against it like, do you need 10 electricians to do <clears throat> what five electricians and five mates could do? Mm, or yeah. five ESOs could do? And would you rather an ESO than a mate? Because a mate has just come in off the street with his ECS white card and, um, and like, stood next to you, saw, seen what you've done and t- tried to replicate it. Or do you have an ESO who's done seven weeks and comes and stands next to you and goes... Do you know what? I've got a really good idea of how we can do this, and you sort of get on with with them, and you're not carrying someone the entire time. I feel like I carry mates a lot, um, mm. rather than mm. rather than having like someone who's skilled in that area that's going to help me get get it get it up. Now, that's the argument, isn't it? Are they training mates to be actually better at doing a mate's job? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the... Oh, sorry, Kimmy, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that makes more sense if, obviously, you have the price per hour, whatever it is, that would reflect that. I think that's the only sort of issue well, that, that I personally see. So, like, if they get all paid the same, maybe, yeah, I'd see why you'd feel some kind of way be. about it. But if there is a price difference that reflects that... Yeah, they will be, because what they want to do is... They'll probably want to replace electricians' mates with ESOs. They'll probably want to reduce the amount of electricians doing containment and pulling in cables um, with ESOs to save money and to save like. But even that, do you know what I'm thinking? There is a lot of electricians who who would be good at doing that kind of stuff, but they might not be as good as passing the physics side of it in terms of the formulas and stuff so they can't do containment unless they're electricians right but then they might not be able to pass the physics and the the difficult exams to get the full qualification so if they're just passing that containment and the specifics of that they would be qualified enough to do it i think that would make sense for all the people that can't get electrical qualifications so instead of doing 
plumbing or another kind of trade, they could do like a in between. And, and, and this, this is the argument. This is the argument coming from the opposing side is that um, it's de-skilling our trade. So it's taking skills and compartmentalizing them into separate qualifications. So as so as people can then get into the trade easier. Um, and a lot of people want to protect the trade and have it as like a, um, a keeping an electrician as a as an electrician. But my 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 thing would be a lot of the guys that I've worked with who do metal munching struggle to do the wiring or would like struggle doing a lighting circuit, where you know because they've done because they've done metal munching for say ten years straight and not pulled in a lighting circuit and stuff they still have an idea of how it goes but. You know, if you're not doing it on a daily basis, you're going to be rusty at whatever you do. And that, that's another issue. It's like you've got lifelong electricians doing containment. That You're not going to be very skilled or very well-rounded in other areas. No, I mean, you, you referenced back to the domestic installers and how that, that all started. In my opinion, that was training companies who drove that. And they started with um, pat testing. And electricians kind of let, 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 let that slide because we don't particularly enjoy pat testing. So it was like, oh, okay, we can live with that. You do your courses to train people up to do pat testing. And then it kind of built onto this domestic installers part P course. And now we're starting to see these fast track NVQs and it just pushes and pushes and pushes. And if this actually comes in, my worry is that it'll push further and further into the trade where they get cheaper and cheaper labour. And at the end of the day, electricians are going to be you know, losing out big time. We're the ones who are going to be suffering the cost of it, whilst the bigger companies make more profits and money for their shareholders. And they're all living on nice Caribbean islands and we're all on the dole. Well, I, do you know what? I think that is, that, that's the actual reality of it. I think you summed it up there, Mark. I think it is a cash grab. I think it's, um, you know, to wring the neck of building, uh, of the building industry, construction industry as a whole, they've got to wring the neck of it. And that is by de-skilling the trade to a certain extent so as they can maximise their profits. They have a duty to do that. Like, why would you run a business to not maximise your profits? Uh, you know, they don't have, they're not trying to give back to the industry in any way, shape or form. They don't care about the growth of the electrical industry and the future of the electrical industry. They, they care about the growth and future of their company. It's a, it's a, it's a really interesting topic. Um, that's probably boring to most, um, but it's something that's been really in my head. And I wanted to have, I, I wanted to get mm -hmm. these thoughts out of my head because I can see both sides, but the, 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 rebe the rebellious side of me just says, no, you're not doing <laughs> No, <laughs> but, but then I'm trying to be reasonable. I know you, you did sound like a kid at first that's having a tantrum. So no, I don't want them to do it. It's my job to cut the containment. It's my job to put on the walls. All right, Kimmy. Listen, you need to go and do an ESO course looking at that MT2. That's all I'm saying, bro. You know Kimmy, what? Come, come work with gonna... me and I'll show you how to do it. All right. Oh. I'm not even going to say anything. I'm not even going to say anything. You know, you can actually get prefabricated um, corners, just saying. You can, and I have them in the garage, so they will eventually go on there. Is this one of them scenarios? You know, like... Uh, this mechanic. took me... Do you know how long it took me to put the trunk in up to hide the bare cable that the other electrician left? Uh, <laughs> it took me about a year and a half. This is one of them scenarios. This is one of them scenarios where... You know your mechanic always has a beaten up old car because he can't be asked to fix it. Is this one of them scenarios? It's basically I... it. The thing is, I look at it every day, and it just kind of like you just you don't see it get anymore. Used to it. Yeah, you, you just... get past it. I've got exactly the same thing. Like I've got a six. Don't know, ask me why I have like this upwards. I've got six hundred by six. No, you can't see it. Six hundred by six hundred LED panel surface mounted for my office. I wanted a bright light, and I couldn't be asked to go and get my steps out of the van. So I stood on this chair <laughs> and, put, and put it up, and I thought, "Wow, I turned it on. That looks great." Went downstairs, come back up, and as I walked upstairs, I could see the wall. I was like, "Oh." Oh bollocks! It's like it's gonna be stretched like that. I look at it now. Like, oh, every time I think, oh, I'll fix that next weekend. It will never ever there's get a, fixed. There's a few things I could show you in my garage right now. In my shed, sorry. Look at this. I don't know if you can see it down here. 
my light switch stopped working, so I just pull out the, I pull out the fuse. Oh, <laughs> I pull out the fuse <laughs> to turn it off, um, just because I can't be asked to change it over. Um, yeah, so we all do. Make it. sure you don't edit that bit out. You want to make sure people see that. Well, I will. I like. I'm not. Listen, this is my shed. It's my garden shed. It shouldn't even have power, really. It's got an extension lead, isn't it? 100% it's got an extension lead. Oh, what? Definitely. What? No, I've got a... Um... A generator outside. I have got an extension lead <laughs> from the outside plug all the way around the side, clipped to the wall. And then, well, it's not... An ex- I cut the extension lead up. I pulled it out to its maximum, poked it through the bottom of the shed, put into a um, Wago uh, click box, left it down there. It's down in the corner. I can show you right now. No, thanks. That's okay. It's decent. Um, yeah. Mark, what technical subject have you got to breach with us this week? I wanted to talk about live testing. There's a couple of reasons for that. One is after David Savory's video that you might have all seen um, well, the other week where he, where he talked about that, that poor young lad. Who's David Savory? Yeah, come off it. David right. Savory. Yeah, I watched the whole that, video. That, yeah, it's ter- terrible um, story behind all that. And then just some other posts I'd seen where there's um, electrical contractors who were saying they've been told they don't have to actually carry out any live testing anymore, that they can use dead tests what? and then then calculate. Um, it was a post over on LinkedIn, actually, that somebody somebody had done. And um, they were saying for any of their work, they don't do any live testing, which seemed like a pretty staggering um, thing to say for me. But I wondered how Who you guys it? approached it all. Who said it? Wait. Wait, oh. somebody said it. That's not like one of the NIC oh, guys. This is, no, this is an electrical contractor who um, who said oh. it. Um, oh, on a, oh. on a post on so LinkedIn. How do they it's... test the RTD? They just kind of like look at the box and pick a number. Or... Exactly, exactly. Certainly on your ICBOs on a lighting circuit. You know, how do you do it? Don't you guys, don't you guys tap it and then listen for the tap backs and count to ten? Twenty-seven point four. There we go. That's well, ridiculous. Things... How can... Listen, listen, there must be a calculation. There's a calculation to to discover the size of the universe. So there's a calculation to be able to understand the the resistance on a cable. It's not a thing. Yeah, see, but then again, this will bring it back to the whole thing of where you're saying you're de-skilling it. So if I can just do the dead tests and then just sit in the car and figure everything out and just go home, then that's kind of Hmm. like... The drive by ICR in it. That's it. Um, no, well, it's a bit more than that. It's it's quite a listen. Obviously, I wish I knew. Obviously, how to do there it. is more to that than that. But yeah, I wish I knew. I wish I knew the formula. Like I barely know Ohm's law. But what I would like to know is, um, you can you can take as many guesses as you want using using the formula because that's essentially what it is. Because you don't know until you've proved it. It's like. I know I've turned off the power to the board, but you don't know till you proved it. Is that the mm-hmm. same? Is that the same thing you should really be doing when you're testing? No. Well, so I, this is like a bit stupid, isn't it? Really, because there's no way you can get competent results on an EICR or on a board that you've put in or a new installation, and yes, you've completed all dead and live tests completely. Like, there's no way you could calculate what you, you need. Don't to... know what the calculation. Well, is. I can because it's just absolutely fucking like that's stupid. Like you oh. cannot, yeah, but you can't. And Mark agree with like to get a full test to know that the whole thingy is done safely. You need to do all your tests, mm. otherwise it's not doing it properly. Yeah, it's been like that for the longest time. You tell the client to make sure they've got enough electric on the meter and so forth and so forth. And if it's they don't, you, you don't do the test because you just can't. Oh, like, you good can't. story. <laughs> I was surprised with the people chiming chiming in on the post on on LinkedIn because having watched um, David's video and we see the dire consequences of untested electrical systems where we haven't proved that there's a sufficient earth in place, and then we've got another post where it's a group of professional electricians and they're kind of chatting about well you don't actually have to need, do live testing you can use your R one R two and you can obtain your ZE and PFC by sort of asking the the DNO. And your RCD tests you can do with a, a, a on a plug socket anywhere. I mean, they're kind of forgetting about lighting fittings, but we'll we'll bypass that for the time being. And you just wonder, you know, on especially with initial verification, you've got to be doing that full range of tests. You can kind of see the argument on a periodic 
where they might not want to do a ZS test on a lighting circuit. We, we do. We do loads of compliance work, and we do the ZS live tests. I just think we've gone to the trouble of training the electricians. We're supposed to be the ones ensuring end users' safety, keeping them safe from the dangers of electricity. And if we're not able to do that ourselves in a safe way, you know, what the hell's going on? Yeah. I, I, think, I think it's just this same old virtue signaling nonsense that goes around in the electrical twitter sphere and linkedin sphere and whatever where they just talk nonsense about how great they are as electricians and how they can be and how they're untouchable gods of the electrical industry when in reality just do it the right way do it the correct way do it the way you was taught in college because if there was a better way that's what you would be taught to do do it how you're taught. Do it how you're meant to do it. I'm not. I'm not saying like don't try and innovate and you know don't have that knowledge for when it's necessary. But you can't go around doing tests and telling people, yeah, I've tested your thing. Uh, I've tested your electrical installation, but uh, I use this special formula. Well, I'd like to see. Let's say if something ever happened, how their results as oh, I've not done any live tests, just dead tests. How that would hold up against you know an NIC NAPIT approver or in court or if anything ever happened like this that story that Dave told. How how far well, you're not being you're not doing your competent tests. You've estimated these results when you could have clearly tested it properly. Like how far would that go? Exactly. And there was sorry, Mark. I was going to say, they were saying on the post on LinkedIn, actually, that they'd heard the same advice from their, I wouldn't say the particular CPS, but from their area assessor, that that was fine, that it was a, an allowable way to do it. And I just found that whole thing totally staggering. You know, I don't, I don't understand how that could ever be a thing. And you make a good point, Nick. You know, if you stood in court, you want all of the hard and fast evidence backing you up to keep yeah. you out of trouble. And for your own peace of mind, you've got to live with stuff like that at the end of the day yeah. as well. That You know, yeah. Any sane, right-thinking person does not want that on their conscience. So if you've got instruments in your being to make sure that electrical systems are safe, use them. And use use the PPE. Use all of the adapters and accessories we can get. You're talking about TIS, Sam. They have the, the light-fitting adapters that you can put into pendants and GU10 holders so you can get your probes in and you're not stood on your steps, you know, holding stuff into connecting points. You can keep yourself as safe as possible doing your live testing. But I think it's important we distinguish there's a difference between live testing and live working. They do kind of fall into the same category, but if you look in the on-site guide, I think it's page 100, it references it in there that it is allowable to do live tests and that we do need to do them. And that's my opinion on it. I don't think anybody would ever change that, whatever they say from a CPS or wherever else. I think, I think you know, is there like a certain amount that I don't know enough about testing? Again, I'm a gold card electrician that doesn't test. Um, so am I really an electrician? That's, that's another whole big Definitely question. Definitely not. Um, You're a containment installer. <laughs> yeah, certainly. You're well, definitely not one of them, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, but what I say is, is there like a minimum amount of testing you have to do like do you have to test like 30 percent of the installation for it to like mm. for initial verification or do you have to test every circuit to its fullest oh for or initial verification you... yeah because what i'm saying is could you use a calculation do the calculation and then just go and check your results on a few of the circuits to make sure they all tally up so you, you might only need to test say you've got 10 circuits you've only got to test three of them to make sure that your live testing tallies up therefore limiting the, the exposure to risk that was one of the arguments on that thread actually that if you've got a socket near the consumer unit or distribution board you can get a zs measurement from that and if you've done your r1 r2 tests on the other circuits you kind of already know that the live earth path's in place and you can use calculation based on that i don't buy into that but that was one of the arguments that were put forward yeah i get it to a point I do. Well, can we just I don't think people understand like your learned perspective. Can you just tell us your qualifications in electrical electronics and stuff like that? Just so, not, not boasting, but just saying like, cause so people can understand where you're coming from. Uh, I got a, I got a, an, an E in um, technology at GCSE. Now I've got a, I've got obviously my MVQ and apprenticeship. I've got my two, three, nine, one. Um, I have got a HND in electronics and engineering. I've also got a foundation degree in electronics and engineering. 
So I do I do know the science side of things as well as the electrical side of stuff. Um, so, yeah. so you're not a dummy. I've been doing so... it 20 years. That's the main thing. You learn more doing the job. My actual qualifications yeah. don't mean that much to me, to be honest. The fact I've done this job for over 20 years now and in some quite cool places, I'm more proud of that than any of these. So you've, you've also stuff. worked um, on MOD installations and stuff like that all around the country, live mm. sites and all that sort of stuff. So you're not an idiot. So well, um, I defer to your better knowledge on this, but I'd just like to say I'm smart. You are smart, Sam. You bet you're smarter than you give yourself credit for sometimes. Well, you know. You actually can use a screwdriver the right way around. I mean, Nick's seen you close up, close up quarters. Yeah. I mean, you need yeah. to work on your chasing out. You're certainly not good at chopping sockets. In. All I'm saying is well. they, use, they use a 36-volt drill. Yeah, I use an 18-volt drill. Um, my drill is... A man's drill and a boy's drill, then. It, no, a DeWalt and a Bosch, first of all. Um, and <laughs> listen, the Bosch was so much better. It's not even a joke. It's, the Bosch was so much better. And my um, SDS drill sounds like it's uh, guides. It actually sounds like it was just in reverse all the time. It was like, yeah. oh, please, please, please stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I, at one point, I was like, why are these bricks so Oh, you can see him going like this with the drill. Oh, if it's if I hit it like this, will it come out quicker? It was it was nonsense. I wanted I wanted a retake really, but you know I had to I had to let Nick win um, with his like stitching. Ooh, I kicked you all. I kicked you all. Mine was the neatest and the fastest. Yeah, but I've done this now for like what eleven years. Like that's all I've done really. So it'd be annoying. It would be annoying for you lot if I was actually bad at it. Do you know what I mean? Well, imagine Who, if I just doing what the chasing is that what you're referring to? Yeah, we oh. chased that socket and we had a race. Literally, I've I've not done. She gets the builder to do it. She just comes screws the box in. I remember the f- the first time I ever done chasing, it was like that much to the cooker and then that much up to the switch. Right, that took me about an hour, and it Five looked minutes. terrible at the end. It was it was terrible. So yeah, you know, man's work. Worst one I've ever had was in my brother-in-law's house. Literally, the first chase we did, I hit into the wall once, and about a two-meter square piece of plaster fell off the wall. Yeah. Oh no. Oh mate, there's nothing worse than that. Um, I was I was doing a camera at my mum and dad's house the other week, and uh, I was drilling through the I was drilling a 15 mil hole through the wall, and I was so worried. Like, because our house isn't new and it's by the seaside. So the sea air rots everything. Like, everything goes brittle. And I was and I was questioning, do I drill it from the inside out and knock the render off? And then you've got a problem. Or do I do it from the outside in and knock the inside plaster off? And then you can pull a curtain over it. So that's the way I went. Good. Not your house. <laughs> exactly. But it turned out, turned out that I went straight through and there was no blowouts. But you know, you know, if it's on a client's house where the ramifications are, you know, you've got to get the front of the house rendered because you've ballsed it up, you know, um, that wouldn't, that nine times out of 10 will happen. We can, what I've, what I've learned over the years, I've shown videos of me doing it messing up when I drilled through to do a pillar light through into the hallway. Do you remember it? And I was drilling through, I thought, yeah, massive long meter and a half bit I got through. And I looked in the hall, I was like, Oh shit! It's not there. Where is it? The <laughs> middle, middle of the lounge wall. This much plaster fell off. Oh wow! Oh. But luckily they were they were skimming it. I was honest with them. But um, we found as well. So whatever we're fitting outside. So let's say it's going to be an outside socket. Most of the time I'll drill internally to externally, and I know I'll blow some brick out. But we'll use probably an eight mil drill bit, knowing blowout will be minimal at least, and then we will drill from outside in. And all the double socket will always cover up blown up brick. Sometimes it's gone a bit, you know, if you get the corner of a brick and it takes the shard out across, you know, you're yeah. knackered. But there's some slight equally inside. If you use a smaller drill bit and when you get to the last bit, take it off hammer and just let it cut through. Most of the time, you're all right. Most of the time, you're all right. I'll tell you what, I've got a story. I was... Uh, when I was so a poo story? No, not a poo story. I haven't, got, oh. I haven't had one then for a while. Um, I stopped eating a certain type of food. Um, Which was? Yeah. What have, okay. what have you stopped eating? Taramasalata, my favourite food of all time. What um, is that? No idea what that is. It's like, it's like a fishy dip. It's the best thing of all time, and I hate a fish. fishy dip. Wait, tr- trust me, try taramasalata. 
on pita bread with hummus and chopped onions. Oh my god! Oh dear! I don't want to have Sam? one of your toilet stories, so I think I'm alright. All right, sweet. So <laughs> no, it's not a toilet story. It's just just happens wherever he is. <laughs> yeah, it oh. just does. Um, yes. <laughs> hey man, don't Sorry. drop my spot. Um, it's where he wears brown yeah. trousers all the time. Well, I've actually got grey trousers on today, so you, know, you sat down there around right. for the camera. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was uh, I was an apprentice, and oh, well, I wasn't really an apprentice. I, well, I was anyway. I was drilling. I was at the top floor of this um, block of flats. There's only about three or four stories high, and you had to drill through. So you are keeping me up. Um, you had to drill through from the outside at an angle into the building and then you take a bit of containment right along to their fuse board. It was a real shitty job, um, no matter from the client side and from your side. Anyway, I'd done about four or five of these and got it perfectly every time. And I was like, yeah, I've got this. Anyway, going through the wall and... I was like, this is not moving anyway. It moved and then it wouldn't move again. So I pulled out the drill bit and then a little bit of water come out. And I was like, like a little bit of red water come out. Mm. And I was like, what's that? And then it started coming out more and more and more. And I put my finger in it. I was like, please, please, please. And I pulled it out and it just went. And, it, and I'd hit the main downpipe for, for the uh, water tank in the ceiling. Oh. Um, and it would, and it just pissed out everywhere, and it wouldn't yeah. stop. It literally wouldn't stop. It was running down the stairs and everything. You know what they said to me, the company I was working for? Um, can we take your liability insurance, please? I was like, no, <laughs> no, you can't. Oh, you're not getting paid this week. Oh, whatever. Is yeah, that? They, it? Yeah, you just lost the week's wage for that. That's it. Well, that's illegal. You can't just take people's wages. <laughs> oh, my God. No way. Do you know, I'm not even, I didn't even know that was illegal because my old employer was like, mate, you ripped a bit of Lionel, week's wage, gone. See ya, a grand. Yep, Lionel. Yep, gone. Okay. Well, anyways, I didn't know this was illegal, but we can talk about that another time. You, yeah, you can't just deduct people's wages. No. Oh, well, he used to do that all the time. Oh. Yeah, he how, how much liner did you rip? <laughs> literally, it was just just I moved it because that's this why I no longer move uh, furniture in yeah. people's houses because I literally just moved it, ripped a little bit, but the tenant was like, "I want new liner for the whole kitchen," and apparently they charged like seven hundred fifty pounds. So he was just like, "Yeah, I'll just take the week's wage," and um, I didn't that's get paid that month pretty much. Uh, but it was like fine because I was like, "Yeah, fair enough, I messed up, and what can I do? I can't change liner, so." Anyways, yeah, but I didn't know this was. Yeah, you can't just, yeah, okay. you, no, you can't just do that, Mark. Taylor. Oh well, that company. Oh, did you that definitely one. can't do that. I wish you could because Matthew would owe me money by now, but you're know, not allowed yeah. to do that. And then, well, Adam, oh, you slammed the door too <laughs> often. He even used to do that with my, my lunch. He used to um, buy us lunch on Fridays, and then on the pay slip, it would be like minus five pounds seventy six, and it would be like the oh, lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought this oh was like Oh my god. Mate, I would work for that person for about five seconds before getting the ump with him. I would oh. get the ump with someone like that. I can't, I just can't deal with that. That's highly illegal, illegal. never mind. Dealing goes on. Stop touching it then. Well, it's so, it's so smooth and soft and silky. It's so conditioned. Oh, lovely. I'm so Don't do that. Don't do that again. So fat and handsome. Oh dear! <laughs> Everyone's just turned off now. That's it. No one's watching. A major. Kimmy's fine. It. Listen, yeah. my hair is more luscious than Kimmy's. Come on. Um. Anyway, before we, well, before we descend into nonsense, Phil, we already have. Yeah. I was gonna say, you know, I actually had two things I really wanted to talk about, but Morning. it's like. Well, now we've got how many minutes? Well, we've got as many minutes as you want. It's a podcast, Um, not a TV show. Well, you know what I wanted to talk about today? How to do containment. No, please. Um, But you you know what? I'm thinking I might save it for another time. It was just... Tell us now. Okay, so uh, on Instagram, um, the York, uh, York and, you know, the daughter from from the yes. daughter, right? 
So anyways, she posted like a little thing and she spoke about obviously being a woman in a male-dominated industry and just feeling the pressure. And um, obviously I feel like that as well sometimes when, you know, you come into a job and then the tenant or the client is like, oh my God, a woman doing the job. And then you've got so much extra pressure because they're already kind of like watching you, waiting for you to mess up so they can be like, yeah, a woman, you know, she tried. Like you said, you know, it's like, oh, a woman doing trunking, a woman can't core a, a, a hole in a wall for a fan and so forth and so forth. And it's like, I yeah, I just wanted that, to talk though. about... What's that? I don't believe that. And here's why. I believe that actually women are as capable as men in every single facet of life. Now, okay, when it comes to strength and endurance... It is a mm. biological fact. Yeah, we're built women, different, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Structurally, physio physiologically, women are not as strong and as robust as men, generally, generally speaking. But when it comes to electrical work, some of the most intricate stuff is done by women. Um, women are, on the whole, better at retaining technical information than men. Um, when it comes to application in test form. Um, that's why uh, girls tend to have higher test scores across the board um, at GCSEs. Um, and I, don't, I, I do think the electrical game is one of the, those games that is a level playing field for women. It's just not been as, access, as accessible for women mm. for so many years. Now, when I first come on to Instagram there was very few female electricians on Instagram. Mm. And if you look in the last year or so, the absolute influx of electrical females, electrical, uh, sorry, um, female plumbers, um, like um, female carpenters, just Astros, general, yeah. yeah, the whole lot. And I welcome it. I think it's a fantastic thing. I think it's, um, a, and it's just going to take time as with any big, change mm, yeah you're right i think with that <clears throat> it's just going to take time for people to accept it now most most people will um accept it on the face of it it will take some proving to some of the older people um and that's just life that's just life um a lot of people can get quite caught up and say no we should be accepted immediately blah blah, blah women in the trades and all mm. that sort of stuff it's just not it's just not functionally true that that's going to happen. Like you can wish something, but it's not a perfect world. Mm. It's going to take time for people to accept the movement that is women in the trades. Um, is there some drawbacks to it? There is, but there's some drawbacks to men being in the trades. You know, it's just, we haven't seen it all yet. Mm. Give it another 10, 15 years. It's going to be completely different. It will be. Mm. And, and good. I, listen, I've got a daughter. Um, I have a whole different perspective on life and same as you, Nick, same as you, Mark, we've got daughters. Like I don't particularly want my daughter to be, a, I want my daughter to be a doctor. It's that simple. Right. That's exactly what I want her to be because I wish I was a doctor. Um, but the, the, the reality is she could be an electrician. She could be a plumber. She could be anything she wanted to be. We're in the 20, it's 2021. We live in the future. This phone has 90% of the world's knowledge. Can type it in and find out 90% of the world's knowledge of all of human history is at my fingertips. It's 2021. Don't worry about being a woman in the trades. It's perfect. Do you think as men we need to be better at listening to, to women who are going through that experience? Because we don't know what it's like. We haven't been stood in front of those customers trying uh -huh. to face that down. So we do, we do, it's hard for us to speak about, but I think we need to be better at explaining that as an industry, that it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, you're equally as capable of doing this job. So maybe yeah. we need to make more of an effort to get that message out there into the, into the client, certainly in the domestic world. It is uh -huh. different out, out in commercial sites, but we need to listen more. To, to people like yourself, Kimmy, how your experiences have affected you and what you actually see, because you're the one who is experiencing it. Yeah, because I think what it is is like a one-off, you know, thing where every now and again you get a bit, bit of banter, that's fine. But then sometimes you'll have a day where it's like non-stop banter, banter, like, oh, a woman doing this. And it's like, 
you're like the seventh person in one like the day that said it and you just kind of feel like oh my god I don't even want to do this anymore mm. so that's what literally today I felt like that where it was just like you know the guy was so surprised I'm a woman and I was just like really struggling with the job like I've got to come back tomorrow to finish it and I was like oh my god like he gave a woman a chance because I am a woman that's the only reason why he picked me over anybody else because he didn't even ask me my price he's just like yeah whatever it is I just want to you know give you the opportunity to do the job and then I couldn't do it and I was like, oh my god like he chose me because I'm a woman and then I couldn't get it done and I'm like oh my god so yeah that was just like today that I really felt it and then it was just seeing the post at the same time and all the women commenting you know saying that they feel the same where it's like you know every now and again a bit of banter that's fine but then sometimes you'll just get it from left right center in one day from you know the wholesalers somebody pulling up to you carrying a ladder oh what do you do electrician and it's like oh i didn't know a woman could do this didn't know and it's just like yeah but i think yeah. we're like i said we're going through that overlap right now where we're breaking through and we are kind of like cleaning up the slack of breaking the stereotypes people do have the traditional outlooks and we're just yeah, I, 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 I've had an ever so small like slice of that when I first started, when I was 18, being self-employed. Oh, oh, she's back. Yeah, like ever so small. Like when I was rocked up in my own van, being like literally fresh for 18, 19 years old, people would judge me and go, oh, do you know what you're doing? Like I, I, I get it slightly, the yeah. fact of being a man and a woman. And they looked at me with no confidence whatsoever, like, well, are you sure you know what you're doing? And it's it was a similar thing. And it took ages to get that out of my head. If every customer I turned up to is, oh, is that what they're thinking? They were thinking they can't do it because I'm, I'm not old enough or I'm not a middle-aged man. Obviously, that's gone now. But yes, um, I know exactly what you mean. It's not a nice feeling. It's just sat there constantly over every job. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see there's so many people out here being very supportive, though, of women in the trades and just, you know, making us feel like, we are on a very equal level in most ways. Do you know what it is? I think what you need to look at it as, as yes, there's been women electricians before. Yes, there's been women plumbers, all different types of trades, trades women. Look at the women of, um, what do they call them? Sparta. No, um, during the war, there was the women, they made all the munitions, they'd done, oh, all, yeah. the, they'd done all the maintenance on the buildings and stuff, because all the men were at war. So they were doing all the... Um, they ran the country, they did everything. Yeah, they did everything. So what I would suggest that you are, is a new era of trailblazers. Um, and this isn't me blowing smoke up your ass. Women are the women getting into trades in 2021 are trailblazers, um, and you are setting the tone for the next generation. From for my 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 daughter's generation, for Nick's daughter and, and Mark's daughter's generation, to show that you know you don't have to go and get a clerical job or work in retail, you know, because uh, historically those have been the jobs that. Um, working class women have gone into so they go into working in retail a clerical job admin you know that sort of thing and then they find a they find a man and they have a family and they go on to do you know being a housewife well you guys are showing that that's not your only route if you want to go and do a trade that's perfectly um. acceptable too and you know if you come up against people that are you know i think the banter that you receive probably isn't doesn't come from a bad place it probably comes from a place where mm. like oh wow <laughs> do you know what i mean that's all mm. is that you yeah yeah <laughs> some people don't know and i i've experienced this a lot with there's a there's a woman um plumber around stafford uh, uh, helena um amy did a thingy with her mm. and some people just don't know how to talk to women like tradesmen no. they do not there's no. someone that like sat there with a similar interest and then you walk into wholesale and go oh a woman like there's no sentence unless you're like you, you could be like yeah. me and you kimmy we could talk and go, oh this is cool i'm gonna be doing it you know a bit of confidence is fine but some of them they're like oh yeah oh woman oh what do we <laughs> yeah. do do you know what i mean Literally. it's like a let guy say, on a night out let me say something stupid like, yeah, yeah. And this is it yeah. and they will come yeah. out with something stupid to break the ice and that's their way of going and creating a conversation but you take it as a oh great another dig right piss off and that's not saying 
you're taking it as a bad way but it's just like when you've had it seven times in one day you just think i've had enough yeah, exactly. like shut up mate yeah okay. I, and i did it today as well so sorry kim um, oh no no it's fine today i'm just like i've already gone past that thing where i just you know i was like this is too much and now i'm like yeah you know what i can tolerate it again you know, but then you know what it is just think of it as you know you're you're setting a trend for the next the next generation and i think that's a powerful yeah. thing man and you know what i realized I sometimes do feel like, yeah, you know what? Maybe because I am a woman, I can't do it. But then I re- realised, do you know how many men's dodgy jobs are fixed? How mm. many men came before me and they couldn't That's find funny. the issue? And I was the fifth person that came and I found it within two minutes. And then when I remember those jobs, and I'm like, wait a minute. You get yeah. men that can't do the job as well? So it's not even the fact that you're a man or a woman. It's just the fact that you might not be good at it and you might be good at it. That's all it is. And then when I remember that, I do feel like, yeah, you know what? I've got this. Yeah, man. Yeah, and oh, you know, it, it, it's a uh... <laughs> you know, <man>. yeah, man. <laughs> and I call you bro all the time, that's probably not acceptable in this day. A bit weird. Uh, listen, I don't mind bro, man, woman. I call everybody guys. I'm like, hey, guys, you know, would you be I, a bunch of girls? I have it when I talk to customers, and I and I obviously I'm friendly quite a lot. Like, when I put the phone down, I'm like, oh, cheers, mate, obviously to men, and then when I've said it a few times, all oh, right, cheers, mate, to a woman, I'm like. Yeah, why? I mean, I've said I love you a few times because some customers yeah. by accident. I said I'd just been on the phone to my other half or my mom or yeah. something, and then a customer rings me. And I'm going, oh, yeah, okay, okay, love you, see you tomorrow. And as soon as I said it, I'm like, oh, what? Oh no! And oh, the worst one is that when the people go, love you too, bye. Oh my god! I'll see you tomorrow. That makes me so happy. Terrible. I, I say I say it to like the likes of Nick and Mark all the time on the phone just to make you feel weird. <laughs> oh, you never say it to me. Well, that's because <laughs> that would be inappropriate. You see, <laughs> right? I feel like we've come to a natural conclusion of this yeah. um, podcast. It has been a good one. I think I've enjoyed it. Thanks, Sam. Love you. <laughs> well, my missus definitely can't see this now um all right guys um monday club we're out see you later mm.